Marco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it goes. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Hey, all right. Welcome to episode number 28. Thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the lovely tune. You are now listening to episode number 28 of High Times Magazine Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Thanks, Dan. And uh, thank you for coming in. You're about to fly out to Seattle. We'll get into more of that, but why don't you tell everybody about the show? Oh, we have a great show for you guys. Thank you for your patience. We have... Uh, Jody Emery, wife of Mark Emery, currently imprisoned in a federal institution for selling seeds out of Canada into the United States. We have uh, Lenny from HailMaryJane.com, a wonderful cannabis blog. And we have, as usual, our cultivation and uh, some news, too. Ah, yeah, we got all of that. So, um, you know, why don't we take a little bit of a break and we'll come back and we'll start doing all of those things that you just talked about. Sounds good. All right. So what's going on in the news these days, Mike? Well, the big news here around the office is that we are all uh, heading out to Seattle for the Seattle Cup. That is going down the 14th through the 16th of September, and you are flying out literally in, in a matter of minutes, right? Yes, I'm on my way to the airport as soon as, we, uh, as soon as we finish taping, and I'm very excited about the Pacific Northwest in general. They have some great herb, uh, great concentrates, uh, killer weather in September, too, so very excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be great. We, for the first time ever, we're doing a Friday night concert as yeah. opposed to our usual Saturday. Conspirator. We have a great band, Conspirator, members yeah. of the uh, Disco Biscuits. So check that out if you're in the Seattle area. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun Friday. And and now, uh, what day is your, your Grow Seminar? Grow Seminar? I'm moderating a panel on Saturday. I believe it's at 5 p.m. or maybe 6 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Nico's doing one on Sunday. We have a ton. We have a concentrate uh, panel, an activism panel, which is very interesting because they have a big vote coming up on I-502, and there's definitely uh, people on both sides of that debate that are going to be uh, debating. <laughs> both sides of the debate. So uh, yeah. the debaters will be heard, and that's going to be exciting. Yeah, 502, very contentious issue. We wrote something up on the site about that a little while ago. So it'll be interesting hearing more about that, so I'm glad you're addressing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the concentrate panels, every time we do one uh, – I learned something about BHO or about uh, solventless wax or all of the different ways that you can concentrate cannabis, and it's very interesting. I mean, it's really and that's going to be uh, Bobby Black hosting that panel. Bobby right? Black is moderating a panel on concentrates, which, like I said, I, I'm constantly learning every time we do one of those from the different people, the hash masters of the uh, of the world. And now, who's on your panel? I have Subcool. Uh, I'm hoping to have DJ Short. I have uh, Drew West, author of Secrets of the West Coast Masters, and uh, and a mystery guest, everybody. Yeah. But I will say something interesting about those first three you mentioned. Every one of them have been guests on this show. So yeah, that's, that's Swerve. Kind of exciting. That's right. Swerve, Swerve from the Cali Connection. Swerve also has been a two-time guest, I believe. Yeah, so uh, all people who've been on the show all talking about uh, cannabis cultivation and p these are people who have won cannabis cups, uh, some of them. So we're going to basically be discussing how to get from, you know, A or B grade pot to A++ cannabis as a grower. Very cool. And if you can't make Seattle, just go back to the free weed archives, and you will basically get Dan's panel from all of those people who have been guests on the show. So that we're bringing the cup to you, people. It's very yeah. exciting. And if you're in Seattle and you're at the cup and you've heard us on free weed, definitely come up, say hello. Uh, mention that you are a listener of the show. Uh, that would be really cool. I'd love to hear from the listeners and the and the readers. 
Yeah, maybe he'll uh, give you a key to his hotel room. You could stay with him that night if you need a place to crash. He's very accommodating. No, that's no, not going to happen. Gonna, uh, you never know. All right. One other quick bit of news that we should address, and actually this was brought up by one of uh, our Twitter followers, but we, it completely passed without us even realizing it. It's, it's been our one-year anniversary, and you I got me up. nothing. You I'm forgot sorry, our anniversary, Mike. and you bought me nothing. I'm sorry. So, yeah, we've been doing this for over a year, these shows, uh, 28 shows. So I guess we're... Bi-monthly? Is that? I guess so. That's our, that's our orientation, <laughs> yeah. bi-monthly. We're bi-monthly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep trying to be consistent. and Consistently uh, inconsistent is what we're going to be. And hoping for another full year of shows and fun here in the studio. Yes, but thank you all. And please uh, tweet what you think Dan should get me for our anniversary. <laughs> and then and include in that gift the fact that he forgot our anniversary by several months. So oh, there man. should be some sort of, you know. I guess, interest. Hashtag free weed. Hashtag free weed. All right, uh, let's take a little break. What do we got coming up after the break? We have Miss Jody Emery, wife of Mark Emery, imprisoned for cannabis seeds. All right, cool. You don't want to miss that. Stick around. Hey everybody, it's Dan here. Uh, Have you ever wanted to work in your grow room at night during the dark cycle? Well, Stealth Grow LED Green Nightlight actually allows you to go in and work in your grow room at night. Go to stealthgrow.com and you use the code, promo code DANKO, D-A-N-K-O, you can get 15% off on these incredible LED green nightlights that allow you to work in your grow room during the dark. And now why is that important, Dan? Well... Uh, there could be problems going on at night that you have no idea about and uh, temperature issues and all kinds of things, pests and and things. And there's all kinds of reasons why people want to go into their grow room at night. But if you interrupt that dark cycle with any kind of light besides green light, you're going to mess up the plants. They're going to go hermy. They're going to revert back to vegetative growth and they're going to get very confused. But if you have these stealth grow green night lights, you can go in there and you can work in the room. You can see what you need to see without disturbing the plants. So go to stealthgrow.com to get 15% off. Put in the promo code DANKO. Instead of uh, $34.99, you'll be paying something like 29 bucks for these lights. And it's indispensable. So go there, promote the show, uh, use the code DANKO, and they'll know that we sent you. Welcome back. Um, thank you very much for checking out Free Weed. Our guest today is Jody Emery. She is the wife of Mark Emery, imprisoned in the United States for selling seeds from Canada. Uh, hello, Jody. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Um, can you give us a little background on what happened to Mark uh, to, to, to have this happen to him? Well, Mark started his marijuana activism back in London, Ontario, when he discovered that Jack Herrera's book and High Times magazine were illegal in Canada. So he decided to bring up copies of that book and those magazines to sell them and challenge the police to arrest him so he could go to court and defeat the law that that prohibited marijuana literature. So eventually he used his success at that, and we're now allowed to have high times and marijuana books and magazines in Canada. And he decided to move to Vancouver in 1994 and start selling marijuana seeds. Um, a lot of people wanted seeds and weren't able to get them anywhere, and he was inspired to start doing that so he could raise money to finance activism. So from 1994 onward, he ran Mark Emery Direct Seeds, and it was the biggest source of seeds for people around the world. He would send it to anybody anywhere, no matter what the laws were. So for Americans who had trouble getting seeds from Amsterdam and other places, they were thrilled to be able to order from Vancouver, B.C., Canada, and get an envelope in the mail with seeds. So in that way, Mark helped hundreds of thousands of medical marijuana patients to get seeds that they needed for various strains, but also everyone else who wanted to consume cannabis for preventative medicine or whatever reasons, they were able to access seeds as well. But he also promised all the money would be spent on legalization efforts, so he financed 
child initiatives in the United States, such as the medical marijuana law in Cal uh, Colorado, in Washington, D.C., Nevada, and lots of places. He put money towards that. Um, organizations like Normal and Marijuana Policy Project, the U.S. Marijuana Party. He financed court challenges for many activists in the United States, Renee Boger, Steve Cubby, um, and just generally raised millions and millions of dollars from the seed sales and gave all that money to the movement. Uh, he was documented in movies and media. Uh, CNN called him the Prince of Pot in 1997, and that's where his nickname first came from. And it stuck, and it has been with him ever since. And here in Canada, it is illegal to sell seeds, but of course we were much more tolerant for many years. But in 2005, Vancouver police worked with U.S. law enforcement to arrest Mark here in Canada with the help of U.S. agents to face extradition to the United States and life in prison. Uh, he was facing a mandatory minimum of 30 years to life. Um, however, Mark never went to the United States. He paid income tax. He was on the news. He ran for office at every level of government. He was very well recognized. So Canadians were outraged that he was arrested in the first place, but even more shocked that it was American law enforcement working in Canada to take him to a country he never really went to. So that's what happened to him. He was indicted on three charges of conspiracy. And after a few years, he managed to get a plea deal for a five-year sentence as long as his two co-accused, Michelle Rainey and Greg Williams, didn't get any prison time. And thankfully, Greg is still free and working at POT TV with us today. But uh, Michelle, unfortunately, she had cancer and passed away in October 2010. But we know that at least she was able to spend her last year or so free from the threat of being sent to die in U.S. prisons. So... Um, at least she got that. But Mark agreed to go, and he was extradited from Canada in May 2010 and sentenced on September 10, 2010, in Seattle. And right now he's in Mississippi Federal Prison and waiting to be either transferred home next year if the U.S. and Canadian governments approve it or to be just kicked out of the country in July 2014, which is his early release date for good behavior. Wow. Um, now, one of the astonishing things about this is that they actually admitted that it was a politically motivated uh, arrest. In, in, the, uh, in the documents that they released, they actually mentioned Mark's activism and his support for legalization as one of the factors that led to his arrest. Um, Absolutely. The uh, DEA press release on the day of his arrest didn't even mention seeds. It just called him a legalization activist who gave money to legalization efforts, a publisher of Cannabis Culture magazine, and you know, a public figure. And they made it very clear in the press release it was all about his politics. They didn't even mention seeds. And they bragged about how now the movement wouldn't have any money left to fight for legalization. Of course, since that time, our th I think it's fair to say our movement has only grown. Um, you know, they take down the one guy, but a bunch of others pop up, and seeds are still readily available, and medical marijuana laws and decrim and even legalization are all on the ballot and being implemented. So... We're successful in that, and the DEA documents that we retrieved from a Freedom of Information request tracked all the money, and they admitted that all the money went to political campaigns and activists, uh, not anything unsavory or, or bad in any sort of way. And even Mark's prosecutor, John McKay, he was on the case from the beginning. He has done an about-face, and a couple of years ago, he decided to start supporting ending prohibition. I mean, he's not a pothead, and he's not a fan of smoking pot, but he's one of those types of valuable allies where they aren't necessarily fighting for the right to use pot, but they're saying that these laws are wrong. And I think that's fantastic because we need those types of allies on our side. So it's great to see that even Mark's own prosecutor says, you know, I, I was wrong and we've got to change this. And he was even willing to have a press conference with me up here in Vancouver, standing beside the wife of the man that he put away, to say we both agree on legalization. Wow. And I, I believe it's fairly unprecedented uh, for the Canadian government to extradite someone to the United States for a nonviolent crime that was not committed on U.S. soil. Is that right? Absolutely. That's what was so absurd about it. Canadians were just shocked and outraged that that could happen to him. Because if Mark was going to get arrested and charged, it should have been done in Canada because it is 
to, in order to extradite somebody from one country to another, the law has to be broken in both countries. But if Mark broke the law in Canada and he was always in Canada and he didn't have any employees or branches or anything in the United States, by all means, he should have been charged here in Canada. But we actually found out that the Vancouver police did try and charge him here back when John Walters of the drug, uh, the drug czar was in Vancouver. He told the Vancouver police to shut Mark Emery down. The police investigated Mark and took the charges to the Crown, the provincial um, prosecutors, and they said that they didn't want to charge him because it would be ridiculous, a waste of time, a waste of money. Canadians didn't care about that happening, so they turned it down. And that's when the Vancouver police gave the file to the U.S. so that they could pick up a case uh, down there and indict him on conspiracy charges, which apply to anybody who knew what was going on. But of course, I would say that all the police and all the politicians and everybody who knew that Mark was selling seeds is also guilty of conspiracy. So those laws are so dangerous because they can pull anybody into being convicted or being forced to make a guilty plea because they know something is going on. Um, but that's what they got Mark on, and he didn't want to die in prison. He wanted to come home, so he accepted five years because he admitted he's guilty. Yes, he sold those seeds. Yes, his mission was to plant the seeds of freedom and overgrow the government. That was his slogan, and that was the mission. And I think mission has been mostly accomplished. We're getting, uh, we're getting closer, it seems. So we're both happy about that. Well, I have to say, you have done a tremendous job of keeping uh, his case in the press and activism in general and basically taking up the mantle of all of those things um, that he was doing uh, before he was incarcerated. Um, and you also go and visit him quite often. I, I watch uh, your show on uh, the Jody Emery Show and uh, keep up with some of the uh, blogs at CannabisCulture.com. And I know that you uh, go down there pretty often. I mean, uh, what's it, what's his mood like? What What is his, uh, you know, what, how's he doing? Well, to be honest, he's doing really well considering um, I'm going to be flying down tomorrow so I can visit him this weekend. And I try to make it down twice a month, and that's financed through a couple donations we get once in a while, but mostly our store. We don't sell seeds anymore, but Cannabis Culture Headquarters store and CannabisCulture.com and Pot TV are still running, so that keeps me going to see him. And it was a lot harder at first when they sent him down to Georgia. They sent him to a private prison, a for-profit prison run by Geo Group, and private prisons in the United States are mostly filled with non-American citizens. Um, so a lot of people from Mexico and Central South America and all over the, the world, actually, are held in these private prisons, and they are hell holes. These are places that have no rights for prisoners because they're not citizens, so they don't have any rights whatsoever. They're run really shoddily, just cut rate, um, terribly done. So Mark documented that in these blogs he wrote from D. Ray James prison, which is the private prison. So he wrote these blogs on a typewriter, because that's all they had, on an old-fashioned typewriter, and he'd mail them out, and we'd have them written up and posted online so people would know what was going on, how everyone in there was being mistreated. And then finally the GEO group and the Bureau of Prisons and the DEA and everybody got together and said, you know, he's causing us to get a lot of bad press. He won't shut up, no matter what we do with him. We've arrested him. we put him away. He won't shut up. So what should we do? And I think that they decided to send him somewhere better so he wouldn't be able to point out so many uh, human rights violations because there aren't many. So he was shipped off to a medium security prison in Mississippi where he is now at Yazoo City uh, Medium Federal Prison. And it's actually run pretty well compared to a lot of other places in terms of reviews for prisons. It's one of the better ones. So every single day, we're grateful for that. There's not a lot of violence. There, there is still violence. People are still beat up and killed. I mean, it's it's federal prison. It's the real deal. But at least uh, he's safe, and it's more laid back and properly run because it is a federal facility rather than a private one. So his spirits are really good. He's been playing music for over a year now. He picked up the bass guitar and started learning, and he has a band called Yazoo, and he's the leader of the band. So they've been doing all sorts of music, classic rock, Jimi Hendrix, reggae, all sorts of music. Um, in fact, I just posted a blog from him yesterday on the front page of CannabisCulture.com where he lists off 
all the music he has been listening to on the new MP3 players. So some prisons issue MP3 players, and I can't tell you how much that means to inmates just to be able to listen to songs. I mean, if you imagine that you wouldn't be able to listen to your favorite music at any time, uh, that would be really challenging if you have nothing else to do. So now that he has music and his band, and he walks around the track and gets a lot of sun and fresh air, um, he's doing as well as possible, and we're both so super grateful for that every single day. Cool. Well, I, that's that's good to hear because those blog blog posts from the D. Ray James place were just atrocious, and the idea of a uh, for-profit prison is pretty atrocious as well. Absolutely. And uh, if if people want to keep up with uh, what's going on with him uh, and and read these blogs, I know there's uh, freemark.ca. Is that is that right? Yeah. That's M A M A R C. And um, cannabisculture.com, of course, and Pot TV. Um, I think uh, also, can they donate uh, to help you out with these trips that you have to take? Well, we always encourage people to get something in return for if they want to support us. So they can purchase a free Mark t-shirt or anything else from cannabisculture.com slash store because we don't really like to ask for anything because we're so grateful for all the support we already received. Uh, So if people do want to donate, though, there are those who wish to. They can either purchase something online. You can make donations online through the Cannabis Culture store. Or if you want to send money directly to Mark, that helps a lot, too, because he can spend that on buying food and toiletries and music and phone time. So uh, if you want to donate to Mark directly, his information is on the front page of freemark.ca. There's uh, his mailing address, and if you click that story, it also gives you details on how to send money if you would like to. But we also want to remind people that there are so many organizations and groups and efforts out there that really need money, too. So if people want to contribute, give some money to Normal, give some money to New Approach Washington or or any of the other ballot initiatives that are going on or to any prisoner of drug war. We still have Eddie Lepp in prison, and mm-hmm. you know, we still have a lot of people who are suffering I think a lot worse than we are. In fact, there are many people who won't ever be known or no one will ever see their face or know their name. They're just victims of the drug war who got picked up and thrown away. Uh, So we encourage people to write letters to prisoners and to do anything they can to stop these arrests. Because for the for us, the free mark campaign, we don't really have a way to free mark. We have less than two years to go until he's home. So we're extraordinarily lucky compared to so many other people. And we definitely encourage people, if they want to make a difference, if they want to help out, help everybody else out. Because the free mark campaign is not about just freeing mark. It's about freeing all the drug war prisoners. It's about the movement that exists worldwide to end this suffering. And for us, that's what's most important. Because he'll come home to me i know he's coming home and we've got a lot of love and support but we have to remember that there are millions of people worldwide who don't have that support who aren't so fortunate and they really deserve to get some sort of help in some way or other so Mm -hmm. people should definitely do something like that to help us end prohibition and help free these non-violent peaceful people all right. You are listening to Free Weed from Danny Danko. We are talking with Jody Emery, uh, wife of political pot prisoner Mark Emery. Uh, what does the future hold? I mean, you said, uh, you know, he'll be out in less than two years. Uh, does What are his plans uh, for once he does return? Well, he'd like to finish up the book. He started writing his book uh, a couple months ago, but I haven't quite gotten around to editing the chapters yet, so that's a bit on hold. But he'd like to do that, and we know when he gets home there's going to be a lot of media. And before he left, we went on a cross-Canada farewell tour. People brought us to their cities, over 30 cities in two months we went and visited. And we'd like to do a welcome home tour when he gets back, so we'll be going across Canada in that way. We'll still be running Cannabis Culture Headquarters and Pot TV, and he'd like to uh, change things politically. So I've run for office in D.C. It's kind of like our state, your state elections, but up here in our provincial elections, I ran for office with the Green Party in 2009 and got a lot of great press for ending prohibition during that. 
so that can also be found online. But he's run for office many times, and, and I've run a couple times with the marijuana party and green party, so maybe that would be in the cards again for the future. Who knows? We might take over the green party of D.C. and change up this whole province. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, I, I would not put anything past you guys because, uh, like him, uh, you are also a tireless advocate. You give amazing speeches at all the hemp fests. Um, the press that you get uh, up in Canada and uh, internationally is incredible. And um, I know Mark is very proud of the of the work that you're able to do from the outside to to keep the focus not just on what happened to him, but like you said, what's happening to all the uh, nonviolent, peaceful pot prisoners um, who've been locked away. Um, you know, Mark's. Uh, lucky in the way that he has such a core group of people behind him. Of course, there's always the haters, and I think you know you do a great job of of avoiding all of that aspect as well. The people who don't want you to vote for pot initiatives because of one nitpicky part or one uh, little thing, you know, or maybe their patients and they or, or their business owners that don't want to lose out on 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 their budgets, but. Uh, I just, I mean, I definitely want to thank you for all that you've done uh, yourself in the activism world because uh, you really have accomplished a tremendous amount. Well, thank you so much. And I, I just keep going because I get so much support and people say the most wonderful, sweet things to encourage me to keep going. And when I do my thing and I get people contacting me saying that I inspire them or I give them strength, I feel like we're passing on this awesome positive energy where I get support, but I can turn it into support for others and they can in turn help other people too. And that's what's really most important is, you know, we've got a lot of disagreements. Nobody could agree on anything. There's no ideal legalization or anything. I mean, even animal rights activists don't all agree on one set strategy. So people are people and they're different and have different opinions. But I think we have to put aside those differences and work together where we can where we can say, you know, we all do support legalization and some of us have different ideas than others, but, you know, you shouldn't be calling people names if you're doing anything wrong. But I guess if you don't have haters, then you aren't really doing your job right because, uh, <laughs> you know, you gotta got to stir up people's emotions one way or another. And Mark has certainly been well-known for that sort of strategy. Uh, I try and get along with people a little more than he cared to do, but uh, I can only do as much as I can and deal with whatever I get in return. And I feel like uh, I'm doing a pretty good job so far, and I'm just going to keep going because they created a monster when they took my man away. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're all, you know, we're all thinking about that, and we're all thinking about him and you and uh, all of the things that are going to happen uh, once he does get out. And uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show, um, Free Weed from Danny Danko. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on and tell people about what's going on. Um, give our best to Mark uh, next time that you see him. And, uh, you know, thank you for everything that you guys do. And hopefully uh, there will be a nice big set of parties um, once he comes out. And let's, ra let's um, wrap it up with uh, some of those plugs for places that people can get more information and keep in touch with what's going on and, and contact you and all of that. Um, I know, yeah, there's cannabisculture.com uh, and then freemark, uh, M-A-R-C dot C-A. And yep. what's the website for the POT TV? Yeah, you can go to www.pot.tv, or if you just want to watch our videos on uh, YouTube, because we do live streaming and YouTube, but it's youtube.com slash pot TV network. And yeah, cannabisculture.com, as always, I post updates there all the time, so people can stay tuned that way or send Mark a letter. And we know that the countdown is on for him to be home and it's going to be some uh, good high times ahead, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jody. Um, stick around. We will be back after the break. All right. High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko is now on Stitcher. Stitcher.com slash high times. If you have an iPhone, an Android, a tablet, and you listen to the show on there, check out Stitcher.com. Download the Stitcher app for free. It's free and easy, and you can enter the promo code HIGHTIMES, all one word, at registration for a chance to win a $100 cash card. Go to Stitcher.com slash HIGHTIMES. You'll see the show there. 
you register for Stitcher and download it. During your registration, you hit the promo code box and enter High Times. You'll get a chance to win a $100 cash card, and you'll be supporting High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. Stitcher is a great app, not just to listen to our show, but all the other uh, podcasts you listen to. Stitcher is just a great way to organize all your podcasts in one place. Remember the promo code, High Times. All right, welcome back, Free Weed Heads. We are here with Lenny from HailMaryJane.com. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks <laughs> for up, having Lenny? me on the show, Danny. I got to tell you, you have one of my favorite uh, marijuana blogs online, HailMaryJane.com. I mean, you cover everything. You cover music. You cover uh, politics. You cover cultivation. Uh, yeah, th- this is very exciting for both Dan and I because we've been fans of the of the site for a long time. And on top of that, uh, from a technological standpoint, this is the first time we've had three people on mic on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> history being made here. Welcome. We're, we're, yeah, we're Thank working you out guys so much. Thank you, Lenny. Um, so tell me a little bit about Hail Mary Jane. How did this get started? I know that uh, the tagline is hilarious, right? I mean... We were going to start a sports blog and then we got high or something like that, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is that's actually true. Like when I first started the website, um, it was just me. I was just trying to figure out a way to to get my writing out there and figure out a way that I could, you know, allow my voice to be heard. And so, you know, I just researched um, different things about blogging and I saw like sites like Perez Hilton and sites like like Deadspin and all these blogs that were made just by like regular people and so you know I just figured this was something that I could do so I studied about it I learned about it and it actually was a sports website at first it was called sportfiends.com and you know I wanted to sort of branch it out to make it something where we could you know discuss different topics not and it really actually wasn't even focused on marijuana culture at first like it was supposed to be focused on just urban culture, music, you know, and thing, things of that nature, fashion, but... And then some it. ladies as well, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, you, that used to be the, the big focus in the beginning. Right, right. right having the... beautiful ladies on. And we still, we still have beautiful ladies on, but it's a little bit more, like, focused on a lot of the stuff that's going on, you know, now. And we try to really, like, like to cover different topics, you know, so we cover... We cover the interesting things of, like around the culture that people enjoy. We cover music, and uh, we make sure that we cover all of the politics, all of the health concerns that come up, and everything with marijuana. Yeah, and I mean, there's something new every day, if not several uh, new posts there. You've got some really good writers working uh, with you and really up-to-date information. What does that uh, staff look like? How many people you know, uh, work on the site? Um, right now, it's... Um, I'd say about five to ten people are on the site. I don't know the exact number, and um, there there are um, we're basically like looking to hire more people. We're looking to hire interns as of right now. So like we're looking to expand, and we're looking to just really focus on supporting marijuana culture and supporting making it something that's like more mainstream and something that like everybody can look at and not look at people like oh like you smoke weed oh my god you know right. well that's interesting i'm sure some people that would be a dream job for uh, how, how would they get in touch with you if they wanted to help help out on the site well my personal email is lenny at hailmaryjane.com but if you're oh, that's if, dangerous if you're yeah no but if you're if you're looking for like the specifically for applying for a job that actually wouldn't be the best way to 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 reach out we have a uh, jobs at hailmaryjane.com and um yeah we're currently looking for um you know freelance writers and people who are you know up to date with social media and all those types of things so right on so if you guys are out there looking for a way to break into this industry and you're a good writer or you have uh, something to say you know get in touch these are everyday posts on a on a great blog that um you know is marijuana related but really covers a ton of things so cool uh you're moving to cali i think right yes yeah. yes um, you're making that move it's like a migration these days of people who've really just kind of gotten uh either fed up with the politics situation on the east coast or 
uh, or you know they're just afraid for their safety out here. Like, is uh, that is that part of it? Are you going out, you know, to uh, to get the card and to be a legal uh, marijuana user? Well, there, there's a number of factors. Um, you know, in terms of uh, trying to make this something that can be a sustainable business, I feel like being based out there will be good because. There's a lot of vendors out there. There's a lot of conventions and trade shows that happen out there on the regular that I don't really have as much access to being over here. So it would be easier to to get new advertisers and things like that. And I feel like it would be good to have a base. Like, that's one thing I want to put out there, too, is like, you know, like a lot of our people are based in different parts of the country. So it allows us to have different perspectives on the marijuana industry. So I have people I had people in California already and then there were people in um like uh Michigan and like different parts of the country as well. So, you know, it's definitely something where we want to have the opinions of people from all over, but at the end of the day, if we have a base in California, then it'll probably make it easiest for us like we're banking on it making it easier for easiest for us to be able to um, grow and take things to the next level. <laughs> that's oh, that's awesome. a good idea. Yeah, people are always shocked when uh, they find out that High Times is not headquartered in California. We're actually <laughs> right. in New York, but yeah. California would make a lot more sense. Yeah, this is the pot arrest capital of the world here in New York City. I mean, uh, pretty crazy what's, what we got going on and the, the backwards things that are going on here in New, New Amsterdam. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like, you know... That's why that's part of why I chose like L.A. instead of the Bay, though, because the Bay, you know, it's a lot. It seems to be from the outsider perspective. It seems like a lot. It's a lot more free there, but they're starting to really, really crack down on L.A. So I kind of want to be where it's going down figuratively. And like being in New York is great, too, because this is where the fight needs to happen. If it changes here, it's going to change in the rest of the world. Right. I mean, we we can't all leave and migrate west. So the people who are here, I mean, you know, never give up the fight and i think one of the but if you have the opportunity get the hell out to kelly that's <laughs> my or, or, or colorado or michigan or no, there's lots know, of good Maine places uh, manhattan's not the best great colorado is amazing shouts we're actually heading out to to seattle seattle uh, next week so that'll be exciting our, yeah that's gonna be a blast i'm so looking forward the pacific northwest is so underrated when it comes to the the weed game and and it's uh, nice though. They're nice and under the radar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're that's about we're ask. about to put I them on to the ask radar. How you guys feel about that? Um, you know, I'm trying to make it out for the Amsterdam Cup, but I'm not sure if we're going to have anybody for Seattle. So, how do you guys feel? Yeah, I mean, we feel great. I, you know, I mean, Washington uh, is a very progressive state. Uh, we feel like we're sticking with the laws that are there, and and we have you know lawyers on the ground um, advising us as to what we can and can't do, and so. We feel great about it, and, and as I think far the weed's going to be great. I feel like it's going to be on par with, uh, yeah, with everything that we've seen so far, which yeah. is saying a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as far as Amsterdam goes, you know, this year is there's a cannabis cup. We've we've got a venue, we've got musical acts, we've got everything going. So it's happening. We're selling tickets. Uh, we've sold a bunch of tickets already. It's the 25th anniversary. So now, now, have you been to a, a cannabis cup in Amsterdam? <laughs> Not not one in Amsterdam. Um, I went to the one in Denver, and um, I've been to you know different high times events. And I always I generally get writers who are in the area like locally to go to the cannabis cup. So we try to unless cover you have them. it covered, yeah, 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 exactly. But I, Amsterdam, I, I it was the twenty fifth anniversary. It's you know potentially out of quote unquote possibly the last one. We don't know what's gonna be. happen with the it laws. Right. You know, so it it was something where I felt like the timing with the timing of everything and with everything that's going down, I had to be there if if at all possible, I had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I think it's gonna be a, a really good one. So Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Twenty five silver anniversary uh Founders Cup honoring the people not only the uh Stephen Hager who founded the Cannabis Cup, but also some of the people who uh you know, started up the first coffee shops and seed companies and everything, which which made all of this uh, tremendous progress occur in the in the last you know twenty five thirty years. So um, that's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to that. We got Seattle coming up too, and uh, yeah, one of the important things I was going to mention is that uh, media outlets like HailMaryJane.com are essential to finding out what's really going on. You can't count on CNN 
or any of these like mainstream media people to tell you what's really going on. And if you're interested in marijuana culture, you're interested in sports and activism and entertainment and news, HailMaryJane.com is the spot to check that out. There's just always great stuff there. We, we try to check it as often as possible. And, um, you know, it's rad. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I mean, that coming from you, that means a lot, definitely. And, like, I just really appreciate the opportunity and you guys bringing me on here. Like, this is awesome. Nice. Um, let people know, uh, aside from HailMaryJane.com, like, what's the Twitter, the, the Facebook, and all that? Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, Facebook.com slash HailMaryJane. And our Twitter is uh, Twitter.com slash it, and it's got hail then underscore Mary underscore Jane. And that's the same on Instagram. And we're also on Pinterest now. And um, it's uh, just regular Hail Mary Jane on Pinterest. It's great to meet you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Congratulations on all your success and good luck with the move. Uh, listeners at home, stick with us. We'll be right back after a very short break. Hey, everybody. Sorry to interrupt, but here at Free Weed, we have a motto. Give a man a bud, he smokes for a day. Teach a man to grow, he smokes for life. And that is from our friends at BC Northern Lights, our sponsors. And they have been around for the last 10 years making some of the greatest grow boxes on earth. The bloom box, the producer, the mothership, the nursery. These are great investments where you can grow your own free weed. Contact them at bcnorthernlights.com. You can give them a call toll-free at 888 236 one two six six check them out bc northern lights awesome grow boxes great people great customer service that's bcnorthernlights.com 888-236-1266 tell them danny danko's free weed sent you hey all right so it's time for the strain of the week right it is, yes. Let's kick it off. What do we have this week? This week, we're talking about the Super Lemon Haze from Greenhouse Seeds. Uh, very, very nice citrus-flavored haze skunk hybrid, um, which delivers in odor, taste, and potency. Um, also, growers are going to love this strain because it's got uh, really nice big yields and uh, you know, definitely more of a yield than your typical sativa-dominant haze kind of variety. Um, the true complexities of Super Lemon Haze are best experienced with a good vaporizer. There's subtle lemon and spice flavors. Um, my colleague Nico says that a subtle citrus aroma complements the fuller haze smell that comes out of each nugget. Um, he actually said that? Yeah, that's a quote. Wow. <laughs> and the high hits the body first, then the head, for a long-lasting and very pleasing stone. Um, it's a lemon skunk times super silver haze. This has won uh, multiple cannabis cups, actually, too. I think uh, two in a row a couple of years ago, which is pretty awesome. Uh, flowering time of nine to ten weeks, so it goes a little bit longer. Uh, and it's actually a heavy feeder for a sativa-dominant strain, so don't skimp on the nutrients when you're growing super lemon haze. Uh, also, it's available in feminized form at greenhouseseeds.nl if you're interested. So... Uh, super lemon haze get your hands on some of that yeah definitely do and uh, as always that and many other strains of the week can be found on hightimes.com every week we put up a new strain from dan's uh, field guide to marijuana strains or something like that i can't yeah. remember the title what, official what's that? official the official high times field guide to marijuana strains that is a mouthful but yeah that's the book uh, get the book lovely pictures but if you want it for free we're basically giving it away online <laughs> so there you go yeah and uh, moving on what's the tip of the week uh, the tip I wanted to talk about uh, grow lighting in general, basically. Um, I always recommend f for people to use high-intensity discharge lighting. That would be metal halides, MH, or HPS, which is high-pressure sodium. Um, you need to light for the space that you have. So if you've got a really small sort of closet space, you don't want to put a 1,000-watt light in there. A 1,000-watt light covers about... 4x4 four four to 5x5 five five foot space. A 600-watt um, a is probably about 3.5x3.5. Uh, 3x3 uh, three three would be like a 400-watt light. 
and smaller than that, like a two by two, you'd want to go with like a 250 uh, high pressure sodium or metal halide at that point. Um, the, the, the reason is you want all the lumens, you want about uh, 60 or so um, at that moment per square foot, but uh, you also are creating a lot of heat. So in a small space, that heat's going to build up really quickly. And even in that five by five with the thousand watt light, you're going to have a lot of heat and you're going to need to ventilate very, uh, very well and possibly even have air conditioning at that point to bring in cool air depending on uh, the ambient temperature in your grow room. And you also want to check that temperature right at canopy level because these are really intense uh, grow lights and they, they shine very brightly and they create a lot of heat at canopy level. So don't just measure the, the air in the room. Measure it right there where the, where the uh, light meets the plant because if you're up there in the 90s, you're going to definitely kill the plants very quickly. So, uh, yeah. And if you're micro-growing, you know, in small places, you're going to want to use compact fluorescence. Um, there are new LED lights that are, are very good, and um, they're getting better, and they're getting cheaper. And uh, I think at some point there's going to be a revolution where a lot of people are going to be switching over to LEDs or, or supplementing their HIDs with LEDs in between in kind of like a checkerboard pattern. I've seen that in some of the larger grow spaces. But I would not use an LED at this point as your primary lighting system. Uh, I definitely recommend the HIDs for, for bud formation and flowering, and even for vegetative growth. You can always have uh, fluorescence in your vegging area. You can always supplement your HIDs with them, but I definitely recommend HID, high-intensity discharge lighting, and in particular, high-pressure sodium lights for flowering and metal halides for vegetative if you can afford to switch them up like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I would say about lighting. And always keep in mind the heat because it's going to generate heat and you're going to have to bring in cool air and take out the hot air. All right, very good. Thank you for mm -hmm. that tip. And now, uh, what do you say we move on to my favorite part of the show, your favorite part of the show, uh, the, the question and answer segment? Yes. Yeah, all right. Sounds well, good. Uh, here's the deal. As always, there are two ways that you could reach us. Uh, free weed at hightimes.com. You could send us an email with your question, or you could get us on Twitter, at Danny Danko, at MyQ's underscore, hashtag FreeWeed. Those all work, and, uh, you know, Dan will answer your question on this show. All right, first question comes from Mr. Man, and uh, he writes, I just found this cool-ass podcast, and right when I start listening, you guys stop weekly uploads. Of course, <laughs> we, did, we did that because you started listening. <laughs> it was personal. Anyway, I'm going to paraphrase the question here. Um, basically, he has heard different information regarding New York City diesel and East Coast sour diesel, you know, uh, whether it's sativa dominant or indica dominant. So he basically wants to know uh, what the difference is between those two strains and also uh, which you prefer. All right. Um, well, N NYC diesel or New York City diesel is a strain made by Soma in Amsterdam using uh, a cut of, of sour diesel uh, from New York crossed with something else. We, we, all, we even sometimes called it like pineapple and stuff like that because it's got a little bit more of the fruitiness and a little less of the fuel, like the diesel fuel kind of smell that you get um, with the real East Coast sour diesel. So, And the East Coast sour diesel is the one here in New York that is a, really a clone only. I haven't really found anybody... Uh, making seeds of it that's doing a good job of it. So the East Coast Sour Diesel, both of them are uh, indica dominant, although there are uh, sativa-esque phenos of uh, the sour and the, uh, the NYC diesel. And the NYC diesel is available in seed form from Soma Seeds. And the New York Sour, uh, the Sour Diesel here on the East Coast, or the East Coast Sour Diesel, is only available in clone form and very difficult to get in clone form as well. Um, any the breeders that have put out uh, diesel cut diesel seeds so far, um, not really up to par with what uh, we smoke the clone onlys, and there's also some hermy problems with those as well. So uh, my favorite of the two would have to be the East Coast Sour Diesel, the clone only that we get here in New York. It's it's really great. It's basically the one that built all the delivery services and you know you couldn't really have one without having some sour and 
Um, you know, there was Wall Street types that were paying six, seven hundred dollars an ounce. Even I've heard of like two hundred and fifty dollar quarters back in the nineties, uh, which is a thousand dollar ounce. <laughs> Um, unheard of now, but back then, you know, when Wall Street was doing its thing, and this was a very tough to find a variety, they they were willing to pay that kind of money. So, yeah. Do you remember um, what was it? A Cartoon Network, I think. Was yeah. The, yeah. I Cartoon. still have one of their cards. I, wow. I feel like that's probably a collector's item at this point. Probably. I mean, they yeah. were pretty big. That was huge for yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Man. I hope that helped. I should say uh, I don't dislike the NYC Diesel from. Uh, from Soma. I think it's great. It's just slightly different from what we have here. And I, it's more on the pineapple side um, with that citrus and less on the fuel side. But a very nice strain indeed. All right. Yeah, you really can't go wrong there. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Man. Moving on. Rich has a question. Um, I listen to all the back episodes. I'm currently on episode 21. I'd like to hear about LED growing. I'm trying to figure out my choices using only LEDs for a small indoor grow of one to four plants without high expense. Uh, can you also comment on strain choices that might be appropriate and approximate yield? Uh, there you go. You sort of addressed this in the tip. but um. Yeah, I mean, LEDs are getting better, and there are ones out there that are, are making great flowers. Um, the key is finding the right, uh, the right LED light and also... Uh, making sure that it's affordable. One of the things you mentioned in your question was uh, affordable, and I find that there, there's a lot of uh, pricing discrepancies in LED lights. A lot, some of them are over $1,000, and I just think that's way too much to pay uh, for something. Although it is going to save you on electricity, and it's going to reduce the amount of heat emitted, it's also a really big expense early on. So um, do some research and make sure that the LED light that you, you're picking is made specifically for growing with the proper spectrums of light, uh, proper colors of light, because LEDs can do a lot of different things, and they're not always uh, specifically just for growing. So make sure it's a, a specifically for growing LED if you're going to use it. And um, my, honestly, my recommendation would be to look into maybe a 250-watt high-pressure sodium unit uh, which will cost you maybe three three hundred dollars, maybe f- somewhere along that line with the the hood and and you know the reflector and the ballast and everything, and I think you'll get a little more out of that in your small space than you would out of a typical LED fitting in that same space. All right, and do you have any uh, like specific strain that you think uh, would work for this? I don't think that. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be growing in a small space, I think you want to go indica dominant with the strain so that you don't get a lot of stretching and you don't have these big, long, lanky limbs that you get from a sativa dominant plant. But if you are going to go sativa dominant, uh, you're going to need to use a trellising system or uh, pruning or uh, some kind of way to keep those branches from getting too elongated and too stretchy. Like the fuck I missed. Yeah, fimming. There's. There's a number of different techniques we've talked about on the show before about, uh, you know, ways to keep plants short and stocky, even if they are sativas. And a lot of that has to do with training the plants themselves using a screen of green method uh, in which you take like chicken wire and put it at canopy level, let the, um, you know, the growing shoots and tips grow uh, horizontally along the underneath side of that uh, chicken wire. And then once they start flowering, they'll poke out and that way you're going to take advantage of all that canopy space. All right. And then just to round out this question, and I think this is actually something that a lot of people are interested in knowing, um, what kind of yield could he, you know, approximately what kind of yield could he expect, uh, from such a small indoor grow with the LEDs, just one to four plants. What, what are we looking at here? I would say you should expect to yield somewhere between, uh, an ounce and four ounces or so every time you grow, uh, with that type of space and that type of lighting. And, uh, which is, you know, no, you know, if you get that quarter pound, that's pretty nice. That's a, a, a value of several thousand or close to a couple thousand dollars, uh, that you would be spending on pot that you don't know where it came from or, or, or how it was grown. So I do think, uh, within a harvest or two, you're going to pay, payback for all the equipment that you're using and you're going to know exactly what you're smoking and what went into it and all of the factors it's going to be dried and cured properly and i think uh yeah between about it's just an ounce a better and, high when you grow it absolutely all right well thank you rich i hope that helps and uh moving on 
Uh, let's do one more here. Okay. Our friends, uh, Jesse and James, oh, they have Jesse another question. James. Yeah, we, we answered a, a question they had last week, and uh, we're going to do it again. So, um, if you were to compose the ultimate garden first aid emergency kit, what would it contain? Now, this is a, wow. a good question. Some of us are accident prone, and, uh, <laughs> and apparently uh, Jesse and or James is. So, um, <laughs> what what should they put in well, the first? They aid might be accident kit? prone, but they're also multiple winners of the Oregon Medical Cannabis Awards. So That's right. They know, yes. they know that what they're doing. <laughs> and they also say uh, they can't wait to see you in Seattle at the Cup. So. Awesome. We'll yeah. see you guys soon. Uh, as far as a, a kit, I think that the you know typically the things you're going to do har- harm to yourself in the grow room are going to be cuts and burns and that sort of thing. Maybe electric shock, but you really want to try to avoid that at all times. You don't want to have a wet floor when you're working with grow lighting. That's the best tip we've ever had on this show. <laughs> avoid electrical shock. Yes, <laughs> it is important. And, and people do get shocked in grow rooms. It happens a lot because you're not really thinking, you know, there might be a little flooding or some kind of incident, and you're not really necessarily aware that there's um, really strong currents flowing through those ballasts to power that lighting and it, you can do some serious damage electri- electrically to yourself. It's high voltage stuff. So um, as far as things for the kit, you know, the obvious band-aids, um, you know, some kind of burn ointment and creams, uh, maybe some aspirin. <laughs> aspirin, yeah. Neosporin. Neosporin, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. Pepto-bismol. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you want to protect your eyes. You want to protect yourself. Uh, if you have spinning lights, you definitely don't want to get hit in the head with any of that um, moving machinery. But, you know, typically, like I said, it's it's uh, it's shock that you're looking out for and burns from the heat of the bulbs and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so basically you're saying a, a standard first aid kit plus, you know, things that would be good for burns and uh, and electrical yeah. shock yeah and if you're which using, i don't know what would be good for that <laughs> i don't either but if you're using uh co2 and you have a lot of uh co2 gas you definitely do not want to fall asleep on the floor of your grow room either because <laughs> the, the co2 displaces the oxygen and, and you could go to sleep and never wake up yeah so don't don't fall asleep in the floor of your grow room stay away from the the super you'd be, you'd be surprised dominant. yeah <laughs> absolutely you'd be surprised people make some some dumb mistakes and um, you know, the other key is just to keep everything clean, no dead leaves, you know, on the floor and things like that, because that's just going to be uh, a hazard to you and a possible place for pests to come in and hide. All right. Well, I hope that helped Jesse and James, although I'm sure it probably did not. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that, that gave you a little bit of a direction there. We can't keep wait up to the see. Good work. Yeah, keep up the good work. And we can't wait to see you in Seattle as well. Um, that does it for the Q&A. Again, if you'd like your question answered on this show, uh, send us an email, freeweed at hightimes.com, or get us on Twitter, at Danny Danko, at MyQ's underscore, and of course, hashtag freeweed. Um, what do you say we uh, take a little break, come back, and wrap it up? Sounds great. Come to Seattle, the greenest city on Earth, on September 14th, 15th, and 16th to celebrate the greenery of the Pacific Northwest. That's right. High Times Magazine is hosting the High Times Medical Cannabis Cup in the Emerald City. Top businesses of the cannabis industry will be in attendance, showcasing cultivation gear, paraphernalia, stoner apparel, and more. Check out the finest cannabis products of the medical cannabis industry. Meet High Times Cultivation Editors Danny Danko and Nico Escondido. They'll teach you how to grow top-grade ganja and at least McDonough will be there too. She's the author of the official High Times Cannabis Cookbook. Be there for the High Times Medical Cannabis Cup Awards when High Times honors the top sativas, indicas, hybrids, edibles, and concentrates submitted by Washington's top dispensaries. And don't forget the High Times Bash for VIPs on Friday night. One major party with top musical guests. Go to MedCanCup.com for details. Come to Seattle for the High Times Medical Cannabis Cup on September 14th, 15th, and 16th at Fremont Studios. All right. Wow. Episode 28 is over. It feels like it just (laughs) began. (laughs) <laughs> what a weight lifted off our shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got to go catch a plane, man. You do. You got to fly. Well, um, happy anniversary, Dan. Happy anniversary to you too, Mike. <laughs> a full year of shows. God help us. Yes. And we're going to keep them coming. Damn straight. 
Uh, yeah, so, you know, thanks, everybody. Thank you to Thanks uh, to Jody, Jody Emery. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about uh, what's going on with Mark and, and your activism as well. Thank you to Lenny from HailMaryJane.com. Be sure to check out HailMaryJane.com. It's a great blog. Also, I believe there's going to be a, a photo of his uh, time here. So where could, they, where could people look at that? Yeah, check him out on Twitter and Instagram. Everything is about Instagram these days. So follow Danny Danko at Instagram. Check out uh, HailMaryJane. And, yeah, thanks to uh, Shock and Winstrong for the tune. And, everyone, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Stitcher.com, all our sponsors, StealthGrow.com, uh, BC Northern Lights. And how do we normally wrap it up? We wrap it up with raw papers. Yeah, we do. We wrap yeah. it up with raw papers. So this is the raw papers wrap-up. And episode 28 is wrapped. Mm-hmm.